Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I am Gérald Ami, serial entrepreneur and your host for today's show. Today I have the immense pleasure of hosting France Martial and Daniel Thompson from MPAC. And um, we will have time to talk a little bit about what MPAC does, but today is a very special episode as both France Martial and Daniel will talk about talk to us about their initiative of launching a, a magazine for entrepreneurs in. So both Franz and Daniel will share with us about their initiative of, of launching their uh, magazine dedicated specifically for entrepreneurs. Guys, welcome on board. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having how, us. how are you both doing? Doing well. <laughs> All right. Franz and Daniel both tuning in from Berlin, to, all the way from Berlin to, to tell us a little bit more about the initiative. Guys, I'm very happy to have you on the show today. Um, let's, let's, let's dive uh, straight in. But before we, we get to the specifics of the, the initiative you have and, and, and the magazines that you are launching for, uh, for the entrepreneurs, uh, if you could tell us a little bit more about MPAC, uh, what is MPAC, what does MPAC do, and uh, what are the objectives of uh, the organization with regards to um, entrepreneurship, uh, specifically in Africa? Sure, gladly. Um, so as you mentioned, my name is Danielle. I've been living here in Berlin for um, over two years, and for the entire time I've been working for MPAC. Uh, where I serve as the manager of data and research for our data and research sector of the company. However, the main purpose of Impact is a little bit bigger than what we do here with the magazine and with our data and research. Impact's uh, slogan is empowering entrepreneurs. And what we do is we work to create programs and uh, different initiatives that are aimed to directly support entrepreneurs. And we do this globally in what we call emerging markets. So basically non-Western markets. Um, so we're active all over, including in the African continent, primarily in Ghana, Kenya, Egypt, Tunisia, and I think we have some things coming up in South Africa as well. So our programs are mostly things like mentoring programs, because um, as you probably talk about on your show often, a lot of the hurdles of, of starting your own business and maintaining it often have to do with making the right connections or having the right know-how or how to handle setbacks. So we have a lot of mentoring programs. Um, we have other things like training mentors who can better enable entrepreneurs to keep them going in their, um, in their ventures. Uh, our biggest initiative today is our Empowering Entrepreneurship Initiative, which is a multi-million dollar portfolio that we do in partnership with the German government um, through foundations like uh, the GIZ, which is the German government's um, like international development arm. And this is a program that gives support directly to entrepreneurs all over the world, over 300 businesses. And we give direct support so that they can keep doing their work without worrying about paying the bills, for instance, or, or firing workers. And this is specifically to help small businesses survive the COVID-19 pandemic. So um, it's actually still going on now. Um, and yeah, you can learn more about that on our website. All right, nice. Um, we speak a lot about uh, startup ecosystems here on Entrepreneurs Talk Africa. We have received and hosted guests that work across Africa in different uh, entrepreneurial hubs and, and, and ecosystems. I would like just to take the, the opportunity of today that uh, we are hosting you guys and you work with 
startup hubs and startup ecosystems, I would say globally. What would be, if we, we strip down uh, the definition, what would be your definition of a, of a startup ecosystem so that we can set the scene and, and, and build, build on that forward? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked that question because that is a bit more narrowly specifically on, on what I do for impact, which is um, precisely analyzing what is a startup ecosystem mm -hmm. and how do we make it run better? How do we make it support more people? Um, in my work, we use what we call the Startup Friendliness Index. Uh, we call it SFI for short. And this is a compiled composite index of over 80 indicators that we take from varied sources and primary sources that we collect. And we analyze things like how many universities are in the area, how many co-working spaces are there, how expensive are the co-working spaces, how stable is the government, um, how many investors are active in the area. And we compile all of those and each one has a number for it. And then we get a final number and that is the SFI number for that city. And we use that number to try to compare one ecosystem to the next. And so um, this is sort of the foundation of the data lab at Impact. And then it's also the foundation of the Empower Magazine, which is what we're promoting today. We have the second edition coming out about Senegal, where we basically analyze how well is the startup ecosystem doing there? Uh, we do that in five cities. And um, essentially to more directly answer your question, a startup ecosystem makes up a lot of people. It's more than just the entrepreneurs. It's the mentors who help them. It's the government policies that make their work easier or makes it or removes barriers to become an entrepreneur. It's university systems, incubators. It's people who take the chance to invest in the startup, all of those things. Just to just to compile that for our audience, we when we talk about ecosystems, we are talking not just about the startup and the entrepreneurs themselves, but we are still also talking about all the inf supporting infrastructures and supporting stakeholders all around, uh, ranging from uh, government agencies to to any other stakeholders that has a that has an impact directly or indirectly on the viability, I would say, of uh, of the startups. Yeah, that's exactly right. Amazing. Now, uh, I understand that you, you, as you've said, you have developed this index that you call the SFI, the Startup Friendliness Index. And uh, based on that, we can have an overall, but also, I guess, an, an, a more in-depth view of um, how the, the startup landscape looks in a, in a different, geographic, in different geographical area. And since our interest is of today is mainly uh, Africa and uh, the initiative you're taking in Senegal, if I'm correct, right now with the with the launch of the of the magazine um, dedicated to entrepreneurs, could you could you tell us a little bit more about um, the prominence of the entrepreneurial culture in 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 that entrepreneurial hub that is uh, Senegal? Sure, Anyone I would actually. Pass it over to France. <laughs> okay, well, uh, before jumping right in into the uh, entrepreneurial culture of Senegal, um, it's important to know that for this uh, second edition of Empower Magazine, we partner up with uh, Zen Startup, uh, the GIZ, which uh, Daniel mentioned earlier, and the German uh, Economic Corporation uh, to make a focus of these ecosystems uh, of uh, five prominent cities. Uh, we have Zingin Show, we have Thiers, um, Bambay, Saint-Louis, and of course the most prominent, which we have is Dakar. 
getting back in, um, the most prominent thing we could say about the Senegalese culture is, of course, uh, they are, they are the youthful population they have, because we know most African countries have a very young and vibrant uh, population. Um, also, the two other aspects include the, the government policies in uh, the Startup Act, which is very recent, uh, only being the second country in Africa to enact such, a, such an act after Tunisia. Uh, and we also have uh, a strong entrepreneurial culture. We noticed that uh, in Senegal, just like in many sub-Saharan African countries, the lack of the lack of employment rather pushes people out to stay uh, without jobs, and they have to provide for their family. So, uh, one of the main escapes to 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 this unemployment is uh, being an entrepreneur and having a a, a self-owned business. So. That's pretty much it about the entrepreneurial culture in Senegal. Uh, on the downside, we have now these opportunities, but you don't have funding. Like there's a lack of finance, and there's also now a high informality rate. When you say high informality rate, uh, you're referring to like the um, they, the economy has a big chunk of, of informal uh, economic agents. Yes, uh, but we have a big um, a part of businesses which are neither not registered or not official. So they are, they are, they are in business, but they are not registered. They don't have licenses to operate uh, and things like that. Okay. Dan, uh, Daniel, is there anything that you would like to add on top of that? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I'd like to speak entrepreneurial culture, which was uh, one of the first things that we noticed when we started compiling this report. Um, uh, we get uh, information on attitudes towards entrepreneurship from a, um, a third party source that compiles them for the world. And you can see already that in Senegal, it's much higher than in many other established ecosystems, like, for instance, in Singapore or Berlin or, you know, Mexico. It's one of the highest up there. Um, curiously, when you when we looked at our indicator for um, we call it workforce constraint, which is basically how many people report that uh, lack of regulation or difficulties with setting up a business get in their way. Um, and the Senegalese people said very overwhelmingly, it's not a problem, which was an interesting piece of data to look at, given that we know that, the, you know, um, the governance in, in Senegal is maybe not as high as in other places. Um, and I think that really speaks to the entrepreneurial spirit in Senegal. Our, our conclusion there was that they basically don't let these things get in the way. Um, I think that's a very powerful indicator that, um, you know, there's a lot that can be done through policy, through governance and, and, and formality and everything, but to have an ecosystem where this is basically not seen as a barrier, I think is a really special feature of the Senegalese ecosystem. This is something that we always say here on Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, you know, it's uh, Africa is, is one continent, 52 countries, and, and if you keep digging down, you will have uh, you will have even more like segregation of, of how the African landscape look like. And we, we absolutely love when we have uh, insider um, insight and information because it, this really helps paint the, the, the African landscape uh, the most accurately possible to the, to, the, to the global community. Because people tend to think that, okay, Africa is, is one country. No, it's not, it's 52 countries. Each of them, they are, they, they, each of them, different market, different constraints, different challenges. So yeah, I just want, wanted to point that out once again.
because I think it's important. Well, you're, I don't know what you think, uh, France. Yeah. Well, you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Uh, Fifty-three counties, by the way. Fifty-three. Uh, with, with the division of um, South Sudan, Sudan. yeah, Sudan. So, yeah, absolutely wonderful. Just like uh, one of your uh, latest episodes said, it's very important to have that inside information uh, and local knowledge of the market, which could uh, tend to be a value, not only for you, but for someone else seeking to get into the African continent. Let's, let's stick to Senegal, since we are focusing on, 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 on that country for now. How is the how is the legal framework around around uh, empowering startups or creating the framework for startups to actually grow and thrive, uh, be it in, in Senegal or or, or in, in West Africa in, in general? What what are your thoughts, uh, Franz Martial? Okay, um, regarding the legal framework, it's I can say it's very encouraging, very positive, um, and also. Uh, not bad when you want to look uh, into a comparison with other countries in the region. Um, a lot has been done recently uh, with the Startup Act, which is like uh, revolutionary. Uh, there is also a, a will, a political will to encourage startups. Uh, they pay less taxes, for example. Uh, there's a framework that enables them to uh, create companies in less than two days with the uh, Bureau de Création d'Entreprise, which was also recently created. Uh, we, we now have um, uh, policies to support women and youth with uh, the DER and uh, uh, the, the, it's, 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 it's a, a, an institution created by the government uh, to support the Startup Act that supports uh, entrepreneurship and also focuses on trainings to women and, and, the, and the youth population. Uh, we also have now a reform on the educational system, not only focusing on the, the, the bench, like what they call the, the normal educational system, but also providing uh, secondary or tertiary education systems like forums, like uh, boot camps, and they do it now for free. So uh, it's, it's an encouraging scene, to be, to be honest, especially in bigger towns like Senegal, uh, like Dakar, sorry, uh, TS. However, there is still a lot to be done in other rural areas, which is still relatively small, like Bambi, for example. Uh, so it's it's really not bad. They have like a structure to accompany the entrepreneurs now, and a lot has been done uh, for the past uh, ten years. So it's uh, it's 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 nice to hear that uh, when we started the conversation, we were talking about the actors into the entrepreneurial ecosystem and now you're you, we've been talking about the startup act i think you referred to that in, in, in senegal so we can see also that the the government as a as one of the main actors is is also very active uh, in senegal that's that's really nice and what is your perspective on on the west african side in terms of uh, how how the legal framework is being set up in a conducive way to to help startup thrive, you know, like over over and above Senegal, which is where you operate. But what is your maybe Daniel can can jump in here? Like, what is your what is your perspective, guys, on the on the West African side of of, of things? Well, I mean, uh, to address West Africa, I think France would really be the best person. Um, but if if we're speaking about how policies like that can really aid 
um, the startup ecosystem, I can jump in on that part. But maybe Franz, you would like to go first. Sure thing, Danny. Um, so actually, um, one of the things which we stress to do on the on this SFI report was on not was not only to look at Senegal, but also to look at uh, a, a comparative scene between Senegal and the neighbors and other players in the region. Uh, we had a comparison with uh, countries and cities in Ghana, Nigeria, uh, Kenya, also to an extent South Africa. Um, we could say that uh, moving from a, a more specific to a general uh, conclusion, there is a will first by the, the Senegalese government to use uh, these policies like a blueprint. That's I think that's one of the, the main highlights of our report, using Senegalese uh, 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 policies, including the, the startup act like a blueprint to uh, French West Africa. Other, other countries don't have this uh, legal framework as strong as Senegal does, because uh, Senegal is uh, much more uh, entrepreneurial, culture focused than other countries, although they kind of have the same level of uh, uh, youthful population, uh, businesses uh, inclined towards uh, entrepreneurship. However, what we see, uh, what we see, for example, in Ivory Coast in in Nigeria is uh, people having businesses. Uh, they, they they have they have a strong focus on entrepreneurship, uh, but there is little support from the government. But uh, there is there is no uh, legal framework like uh, Senegal does. For example, in in Ghana and Nigeria. Government during the time of, of the Corona crisis, they, they, they gave a, a reasonable amount of budget for uh, sectors that were deeply affected by the, the, the COVID crisis: tourism sector, health sector, uh, okay. and small and uh, small and medium-sized enterprises, like they call in uh, French PME, like those sectors which were really affected. Like they gave them some bonuses and stuff, like to do a recovery kind of program. Uh, but there is no leg leg legal framework to support them that, okay, they have to pay low level of taxes, they have to create their business easily. In Senegal, online, even without going to the office, you can create your business in less than two days, uh, which was really a, a great discovery that that, that uh, I personally made. And uh, yeah, I mean, ap apart from that, there is a lot of similarities, but the, the legal framework uh, is, is a really big difference. Amazing. I just hope that, uh, as you said, um, the other neighboring countries can use that framework that is being created in Senegal and that blueprint and, and learn from it and then replicate it in their, in their own countries and, and keep growing the, the ecosystem. That would be amazing. I would like to go back to a little bit to, to the magazine that you are, you are launching uh, for the entrepreneurs in Senegal. If you, can, if you could tell us a little bit more about it, what is the content of the magazine? What is the objective of the magazine? And uh, how, how are you hoping that this, uh, this, this media can, can help the entrepreneurs in their journey? Sure, I, I'll start and then I'll pass over to France to talk about it a little bit more. Um, but the, the entire focus of the Empower magazine of which, by the way, this is our second edition, um, and we have a third one coming out after, just in case your readers or your listeners are curious. Um, the entire focus of the magazine is to not only analyze startup ecosystems using our data, which I think everybody loves data now to be able to have a specific number to, to say this is a strength or this is a weakness. And that's always a really um, great tool for us to be able to talk candidly about a, a situation. 
Um, but it's also to highlight stories and to tell a narrative and to, and to add visibility to an ecosystem, which I think for me, when we were handed this opportunity inside the company to write about the Senegalese um, startup ecosystem was something that was really exciting for me because um, I think it's not, you know, it's not one of the big ecosystems that you hear about in the world generally when we talk I mean, not just of places like San Francisco or Berlin, but just in general, where are the where are the major things happening? And for me, the content of the magazine is important, but also just having the work out there is important because visibility can add so much to an ecosystem of people who are looking for attention and recognition for the hard work that they're doing to to improve things. But I'll throw over to France um, for for his thoughts on the content of like the specific findings. So uh, on a more general level, this this second edition of the Empower Empower magazine uh, on Senegal focuses on topics like informality, uh, microfinance institutions. Uh, we also talk a lot about industry. We have uh, we we have a comparison of two uh, specific sort of industries in uh, Senegal: the agribusiness industry uh, and 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 the, uh, the 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 heavier industry manufacturing industry, for example. Uh, a reform on, on, on education because we have most uh, countries in the region uh, that have a, a copycat of the French or English kind of uh, system of education. We also stress a lot about incubators, be it private incubators or university incubators and the role they have to play in the ecosystems. We also talk about uh, other topics like pollution, how they actually affect uh, the ecosystem and policies which are which have been brought to, to fight against it, hops, which are very important. Uh, then the last thing we also talk about was investment in, 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 in Senegalese startups and Afghan startups with a little touch of uh, foreign direct investment and, uh, and tourism. So I think we have a lot of topics on one small edition that is very informative and very um, insightful, like I, I, I should say. I, I personally look forward to, to dive into this magazine, honestly. Um, where, where could, uh, if our listeners there would like to have a, to, I don't know, to, to download the magazine, have a read at it, how can we grab it? We have, uh, we have the magazine available in three formats. The print version, you would have to be in either Senegal or Berlin to get a hand on. <laughs> but we have an ebook version that's available on our website from Monday. It's available in both English and French. And it's also available on the website as blog posts that you can read right there. Um, yeah, both English and French. And our website Amazing. is impact.org. Um, that's E-N-P-A-C-T, like entrepreneur and impact mixed together impact.org all right amazing we will we will definitely share that into our show notes and uh, onto our social medias to make sure that our our listeners can also have a have a grab of the magazine uh, of the ebook e-magazine <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> guys it was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today we we love to to host people like you that uh, that are really making a, a difference onto the African continent and bringing value to the entrepreneurs, to the African entrepreneurs. And um, at Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, this is, this is something that is very, very dear to us and uh, at, our, at the core of our philosophy. So thank you so much for taking time and, and, and making the space for, for sharing about uh, 
about your insights, about what you are doing for the, for the African entrepreneurs. We absolutely love it. And uh, unfortunately, we have reached the end of, the, of, the, of our show. The time really <laughs> went very, very fast. Uh, but I leave the floor open to you if you have any closing thoughts, any closing uh, notes that you would like to share. The next minute or so is all yours. Well, thank you so much for having us right back at you. Uh, it's really exciting for us to, to be here to share our work, but it's also great work that you're doing on the podcast uh, to talk about what entrepreneurship looks like in Africa and how it may differ and, and what the challenge is. I think it's an amazing topic and we're so happy to be here and uh, looking forward to, to reaching out to you more, hopefully when we have more reports. Um, we have uh, more work coming up in the African continent. And so hopefully we can continue to, to spread the word. It would be our pleasure to host you again. Thank you. <laughs> On my part, I want to thank you very much, Gerald, uh, uh, for creating some time for us in the show. Um, thanks as well, uh, Jason and uh, Odiambo, uh, for, for making this possible. Uh, a shout out as well to my team, uh, Leah, uh, Daniel, uh, Joao, Will, Quentin and all those who are uh, who will be fortunate to listen to this podcast at Impact. It's been a it's been an absolute pleasure working uh, with them and uh, especially in producing this magazine. So that's it for well me. said. <laughs> You've been listening to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. Today I had the immense pleasure of hosting Daniel Thompson and Franz Martial from Impact Organization. And um, thank you for listening to us. And if you have liked the show, please leave us a rating wherever you listen to us. And if you want to send us any comments or any recommendations or just get in touch with us, please feel free to do so on our LinkedIn page, Entrepreneurs Talk Africa or Facebook. And we'll be very happy to, to connect with you. 